Hey, what it do, sports fans? Welcome to the Sports Live podcast brought to you by Multimedia Live. I'm Sboom Jigeliso, your host, and I will be joined by various guests on this exciting new podcast to discuss the latest ins and outs of the sporting world. Hey, guys. Welcome to part two of our conversation with Lindsay Vaya, the performance slash technical analyst for the Springboks, who was there at the World Cup as Rassi Erasmus and his boys lifted the Rugby World Cup for a third time for South Africa, third time for the Springboks, historically with Sia Colisi as their captain. We pick up the conversation exactly in the meet of the discussion with Lindsay Vaya, myself and Lindsay Vaya, chilling outside the Springbok Hotel on their arrival, where he talks about how they actually dismantled England in that epic final at uh, the International Yokohama Stadium. He talks about how Felix Jones, the consultant who came in to replace Swayze De Brain, very, very late in the campaign. Swayze De Brain couldn't join the Springboks at the Rugby World Cup due to personal reasons, and he pulled out of the squad. But Felix Jones came in, a guy that Rassi Rasmus knows from Munster, which proved to be a stroke of genius. You have to listen to Lindsay Vaya describe how Felix actually gave them a blueprint of who was the bad tackler, how can they attack the scrums, and you, we also how the Springbok scrum was so dominant in that final. But also you pick up a little nuances, like Damien Dialena's running lines going straight at George Ford, knowing full well the number 10 does not appreciate contact. But what about Owen Farrell getting burned by Cheslin Colby in that second try that proved to be the final nail in the England coffin? Yep. Lindsay Vaya said those are some of the things that they actually had worked on prior to that Rugby World Cup final. That lets you know the impact of the decision to bring in Felix Jones to the Springbok lineup, to the Springbok coaching lineup, which was, of course, still boosted by the likes of himself, Vaya, Mzwandile Stick, the assistant coach, Jacques Ninaba, who was on defense, Matthew Proudfoot, who is now linked with England, funny enough, but did the forwards and the scrums and a whole host of others like conditioning coach Aled Walters and many others I have unfortunately not named. But it was a 53-man and woman team that went and brought back that Rugby World Cup gold. Man, this is unfortunately the last of it for the Sports Live podcast. You will not hear from us until the new year, the first week of January. What an amazing 2019 it's been. Need I remind you that the Sports Live podcast won an SAB Sports Media Award for Best Newcomer in the Audio Category. I can't speak enough about that since we started, since our very first episode where we featured Mashat Mpatele, the sports writer for the Arena Holdings Group. And we were discussing Tiani Mabunda and Israel Folau and whether there's a place in sport for religion and religious beliefs. Since that episode, we have gone on to have many, many amazing guests. Guys like Yannick Wamba, who I went to school with, breaking down the real hoo-ha around sports broadcasting rights right after the ICASA hearings that took place earlier this year in May. 
we've had MB Lusaseni a nice two-part conversation, which I suspect that conversation might have actually won us the award for best newcomer. Where I was in Durban talking to Mbube, who used to play for Salborn College at school, went on to join the Sharks Academy before joining the Golden Lions and retiring at just the age of 26 from rugby. Now he's a captain of College Rovers down in Durban. That conversation, if you've missed it, you have to go back and listen to it. It was in two parts. It was an amazing conversation. And MB wants part three, but we've not managed to put it together as yet. That shows you how much is left on the table despite putting together that award-winning episode. There were plenty others. We've had Trompi Nonjinga uh, feature as a cameo. We've had Victor Matfield feature as a cameo. In studio, we've had the SA Proteus Women Hockey Vice Captain Pumele Lambande come into the studio. We've had the SA Women's National Football Team uh, coach Desiree Ellis, Banyana Banyana head coach Desiree Ellis, come in and talk about the state of women's football. And of course, qualifying for the first FIFA Women's World Cup, which took place in France earlier this year. Guys, all these episodes and more are there. Still waiting for you to consume maybe this December. Maybe you're taking a nice long drive. Download download a few episodes to help you down with the drive. Myself, I'm going to the Eastern Cape. I'm hoping to have a nice relaxed drive, relaxed, uh, drive and flight down there. So I really, really wish you guys a safe and festive um, holiday season. Those who celebrate Christmas, all the best to you. Those who are celebrating the new year, all the best to you. And we will see you with some cracking, slap-banging, slam-dunking episodes of the Sports Live podcast. But for the meantime, we're going to close it off with Lindsay Vire talking about not only that which I've mentioned, which was that final against England and how well prepared they were going into that massive, massive showpiece, but also his journey into becoming a performance analyst, how he used to sit and just take video when nobody else would do the job. And look at him now, man. He is a World Cup winner. How he used to give his dad, Marcus, his father, Wayne Vire, who used to play fly half for border at East London. Um, and he used to be a ball boy for 10 years for Border Bulldogs. And he used to give his dad way to kick shows like, hey, kick here, dad, and all that stuff. Beautiful, beautiful conversation, man, I had with Lindsay. How he was there when John Smith made his debut in East London, of course, against Canada. John Smith, of course, went on to win the Rugby World Cup for South Africa as captain in 2007. This conversation is so rich. If you've missed part one, it's up. This is part two. Coming up with Springbok performance slash technical analyst, Lindsay Vire. All right. Enjoy, guys. And this is me, Spoom So signing off for the year. Who, who, who told David D'Alende to put his shoulder into George Ford? <laughs> I, saw, I, saw, I saw David have a, a real go at George Ford and it, it was early in the game and it looked like it was one of those where set the marker and settle him and get him off his, his key immediately and, and he wasn't the same after that. Spot on. I, I, I can tell you this with, with ease now because you've won it. <laughs> First thing was... Let's start strong, yeah. because England, our team, which I've mentioned in the public too, is that they are a fast-starting team. Okay, yeah. They want to have it's special plays. Exactly, they want to have special plays. Uh, they want to catch you unaware. Exactly what they did to New Zealand in the semi-final. Give, 
give them credit for it. It's great. They've always got something up their sleeve. Yeah. So that's what we identified. And we said, okay, let's try and take that away from them. And obviously we had our certain uh, plans uh, within that. Going back to the individuals with George Ford and, and maybe Owen Farrell and even the nine Ben Youngs yeah. and so on and so on, Vinnie Polas. Yeah. We had plans for them. Yeah. We identified what their strengths and weaknesses are. And George Ford is a poor defender. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. like contact. <laughs> he's a real distributor and a good. He's a great kicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Farrell's a poor defender as well. So you um, force them into contact. Exactly. Yeah. Run at them. Chosen Colby. What did Chosen Colby do yeah. uh, when he scored the try? Ran at him and Ran took him at, on. Yeah, yeah. Took, took. I'm sure in that moment he's like, okay, this is it. It's Owen Farrell. I mean, there are four other players, but it's forwards. Yeah. So we've got no hope in hell of getting yeah. I mean, a, a example, Chesden could have maybe kicked a, a, a grab, and still, a wedge yeah, or a chip. A chip. Yeah. Uh, like my Pimpy did. Yeah. Uh, I've got a story there with my Pimpy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's great that because we have identified that with the help of Felix. Yeah. And, uh, and the coaching staff is, is a buy-in. Again, sitting hours, meeting, meeting, meeting. Yeah. You might have a bottle of wine now and again while you're having these baits. You got to, yeah. you got to, also got to enjoy it. Tone down. But put yeah. the effort in. Yeah. That's the key. Put the effort in. Be well prepared. Then things, things will happen, and the luck will be on your side. And that was key for us. And it, it I promise you, it, it worked. Going back to this final with the England players, we identified it early on what their strengths and weaknesses are. Yeah. Including their individuals, players, and we worked on it. We told the players. Listen, this, this is what to look for. Don't worry, it'll come. It'll come. It'll come. Keep on forcing that pressure. Yeah. The, the pressure, that bubble will burst. And 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 it, and it worked. And also, I just want to say, this England week has been one of the best weeks that I, I've been part of this Springbok squad. Yeah. Tell tell us about that. Like, um, I, I've, I've never preparing seen preparing for a World Cup final. Like, England were out of breath. Right, England yeah. were completely out of breath. I mean, okay, little little backstory of how we were experiencing it down here. Um, Swayze broke down little battles in in and before the game. Kyle Sinclair was like puking in his, in the change room prior to the match. Eddie Jones was greeting every other player. Like you know the footage that goes into the change room. Uh, moments before guys got on and you just see guys you uh, know. No, I didn't even see that yeah so you know it's usually just it's usually just a, a run-of-the-mill change room for you don't really see yeah, yeah, anything yeah. there except for guys either strapping something yes. or just last minute so like, yeah last minute stuff you don't you don't see anything mm. but Swayze saw a whole lot like he could write you a book about those moments I remember he said something about the coin toss coin toss Which yes is valid. Bella. Then came the coin toss. Sia was upright, chest out. There's a story about that too. And, and, and he was like the cock of the roost, right? It's feathers out in the air, you know? And Owen Farrell was like a, like a boy at the headmaster's office. Wouldn't keep eye contact, looking down at his shoes. Had his shoulder back turned to the ref and yep. Sia. You know, when it came to the handshake, you just couldn't look him in the eye. Like he... He was hesitant and he didn't know what he called. I think Jerome Garces had to remind him. Oh, he's like, oh, what did, I, what did I call again? Was it heads or tails? And, you know, he was just not in the, in the moment. Yeah. So now, so clearly they're 
they, they were shot mentally. Um, and also then they ran the ball from their own end goal area, which was the first thing I had picked up, but Swiss had picked up 10 different things by then. Like, preparing for that, I don't know. What was it like? Like, uh-huh. that week? Yeah. So before I get there, I'm going to take you back again. Yeah. Preparing for the World Cup final. But take you back last year and beginning of this year. We, we identified with our individuals. Remember I told you earlier on as well that there's work on for certain players to look for trends, look for things to do yeah, better. Yeah. Leaders do. The leaders in, in each franchise, which then becomes a leader in, in the international in, setup, such in, as Sia, such as Dwayne, such yeah. as Eben, Peter Steff, whoever the leaders are, Warren yeah. Martin, right? There were, there were plans. Okay, how do you handle a ref? What, how, do you, how do you communicate? What is a ref's personality? All those yeah. little things yeah. was something that, that a player had to identify and, and work for. So, in a game with, with Super Rugby, uh, we'll do a review and we'll, we'll have a chat with Sia or whoever it might be, Warren White, yeah. and say, how did you handle this situation? Or why did you handle the situation like this? Because we want to help them. We want to yeah. better them. Because often, and it's out there, it's the truth, people think that we are dumb South Africans. We're dumb, <laughs> That's stupid, the perception and, and, worldwide, and, and yeah. big Afrikaans type of people. Yeah, yeah. And, you know? We just bash, bash, yes. and bash, and bash. Yeah. That, that's what I think of us. So, uh, how, again, we, how do we change that perception? If we want to win the World Cup, how, how do we change this yeah. this perception? And, and that starts of, of having a presence. presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, going back going back to Sia and, and, and the leaders. So let's just take Sia out of it. Just the leaders in the team. That we started back beginning of this year. It's not, like, it's not having a presence, man, with the refs. Yeah. And, and how you handle situations. There's something, Elwin Jones, for example, from Wales. He's actually a poor rugby player in, in my books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not there that, that's destroying people or running over people or, you know? Yeah. But he's there because he's got a presence about, about himself. And, and, and the refs look up to him and the players look up to him. Yeah, gives the team yes. like a warrior mentality. So, so that's what we wanted to bring across and yeah. for players to identify, right? And um, luckily we had some, with some help with some refs um, uh, uh, and, and giving a good DNA about the refs that will come up against yeah. um, throughout the years, throughout the two years. Of course, yeah. So, um, and again, it's just lots of work. But the more work you put in, the, uh, you see the reward. You, you now, see the reward. Now the week. Yes. The, the butterflies in the so stomach. How go, did you keep those out? Going to the week. I think there's more excitement. So, I don't think there's any butterflies at all. But more of the excitement, okay, let's go. What more can we do yeah. to analyze these blokes, to have a look at what they're doing, to, to see where and how, what, okay, how can we apply the pressure on these guys? Because they play a very similar game towards us, yeah. um, with the kicking game and uh, call it isolate game, uh, and, and applying pressure, forcing mistakes, and then cap- capitalizing on that via penalties, yeah. your three, six, nine points, or going for a touch and going for more trial, you know, that type of thing. Uh, that wears down a team. So we knew that that's what England will come across, uh, what we'll do as well. 
Um, but we knew we had the physicality and we had our set piece. They can absolutely demolish anyone. Um, so starting off on the Sunday, the coaching group got together again and, and we started firstly by what team do we select? And again, if there's a winning team out there already, mm. do you have to change much? No. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, there was talks about having um, certain players maybe on the bench or he's not on form or whatever, but if, if you look back throughout the games, uh, previous games that we've won, the big games, all of them were playing. Yeah. The back three, the uh, centers, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. 10 and 9. Yeah. Key positions that won us those big games. So in saying that, you've got to back them too. So that's where it started off, backing the right team and, and right. having that consistency. So that was a tick already. Then going back to the excitement about, okay, boys, uh, I've got player terminals all over the show in the team room, player terminal okay. with laptops. Oh, okay? right, right. So, so they've got loads of games on there that are put on okay. with different angles, wide, uh, end on view, close yeah. view, TV view. You can hear the ref audio. Okay. Man, and the boys just wanted those laptops. So I've, ne I've never seen it in my life before. All, all, all 23 or 31? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it, 31, which is great. All 31 yes. wanted in on the yeah. action. Yeah. So, so like, uh, for example, Elton Yankees had the lap had laptops nearly every week. He's studying and having a look. Yeah, know. yeah. I, I, I love that. Now, just just for this week, with this England week, it was like all the players were in there. It, while we're having a coaches meeting, they in there in there having a look on, on the big arm maxes that we that we've got. Yeah. It, you know, and for us, it's great to see. We welcome them in. We say, like, come in. If you want to hear us what we're talking about in the coaches' meeting, it doesn't matter. We're open and honest here. We, 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 we don't hide things. Yeah, yeah. So the boys are in there. Then the boys also take some of my laptops. Like I said, they take it away to their to their rooms. They've got stuff on on their cell phones or iPads where it's called Huddle. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a it's a software. Yeah. Where I can load things onto a, a server, and they can watch footage ah, uh, on right, that server. Right, right. So, so that's just a great video, video yeah, footage. Yeah. I mean, and you stuff can be like in the that, bath. Yeah. You, you, can, you can be in your bed. and You can watch. Clips. Yeah, I, would I would love that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so now, now you know the boys are on your case from the word go after that match at Wales game, which we played on Sunday. Yeah? Yeah. We had a meeting that Sunday and Monday and discussing uh, uh, firstly the team, then uh, the games, all the England games that they played in the World Cup, players wanted immediately. So they watch yes. every game of the World Watch Cup. every game and at the same time, all the coaches have prepared. Right? Mm, mm. You have to prepare. You can't prepare on the last minute, last day, or whatever. Of course, yeah. So, again, this started, man, six nations already. Yeah. When we were preparing for England, France, Scotland, whoever we were playing. Yeah. We were well prepared. What we came up in the World Cup was just top up. Yeah. We're topping up and seeing, okay, what do they do different? Oh, they're doing the same thing. Mm. So those are the trends so that you found. Picking, you're picking up trends. Are they still yes. doing what they did in the Six Nations? Or what's new? Or oh, yeah, what's a yeah, special play now? Up, yeah, yeah, those are yeah. the things that, that, that you pick up. And then we give that certain information how, to the players. Many, they're only 24 hours in a day. Like, yes. how many hours of, of review do you think you put in per day? Well, obviously, for, for the coaches, it's a lot. So it's a lot to deal with yeah, yeah. For, their own, for their own department, right? To review their own stuff. To, to relay a message to the players, uh, obviously it's going to be streamlined. Okay. And if you feed too much to a player, 
Because in, in a day, yeah. there's a lot of information going through throughout yeah. a day. I mean, you've got three training sessions a week. Mm. If you're going to overload them, they're going to miss half off of it. Yeah. And they might doze off because it's just meeting after meeting after meeting. Yeah, yeah. Or if they're looking at clips and the meeting, looking at clips and meeting, it's an overload. Yeah. And uh, it's like any work or any business out there, if you overload someone, they're going to break. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that was key for us, is just to be streamlined and have the specific um, outline yeah, of either what happened or what we can look for, right, th yeah. that type of thing. Um, if, if players wanted to look at extra, we've, we've either got it or they can look themselves yeah. uh, from the footages that I've given them on the laptops and uh, huddle uh, on the server. Yeah. Um, so yeah, going back to well prepared, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, same deal. Um, and then coming coming down to maybe captain's run and game day, that's where it changes a bit, and, and you feel okay. Right. This is now becoming a bit more than just a game. And we, we started realizing when the president gave gave us a message from Parliament, yeah. And then he came over, and, and getting all that feedback and messages from from and South Africa and. No, the semi-final was a big deal for the country, which we saw. Yeah. Um, so then we only started realizing, listen, okay, we, we've done the hard work. Yeah. Uh, we, we gave hope by winning, first of all, by winning. You can't just give hope by the way you clean a dressing room or, or by, by how, you, how you act in public or, yeah. or something like that. Got to gotta win gotta win. At the end of the day. If yeah. you have a winning culture, Everyone smiles, everyone's happy. Yeah. That's how you give hope. So now, and we've realized that and, and we spoke about it. We said, okay. So we put in the, the effort in now for these past three, four days uh, for the final with, with the training and the footages and, and analyzing and all that. And we said, okay, we've given hope now. Yeah. It's good. Let's give them something more that, could be, that they could be happy about. And let's play for them now. Yeah. So, when the president came and spoke to us, he, and he, he pretty much said the same thing. He said, uh, "The country's proud of us already. Win or lose, yeah. you know, proud of us already." But we said, "No, no. We need to win this thing for for our country." Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's very touching and all that. And um, I think most of us, players and coaches included. I think we do things also just for, for our families and friends and for people, uh, uh, just be, just to be proud of you and, and yeah, just yeah. to be happy for you. Uh, uh, that's my pers personal motto is one, I want to win and I want to make everyone else around me happy. Yeah. How, how do you do that? By winning. Yeah. And putting as much effort, effort in into as possible. Winning. Yeah. And the old man used to play for border. Yeah. How proud is he? Oh man, I've never seen, I've never heard of, seen my dad send me so many messages of saying how proud uh, he is of me and... What's your dad's name again? Wayne Vyer. Wayne Vyer, he was a fly half. Yeah, fly half, fullback for border, yeah. How far back are we talking? Uh, I think he retired in 2002. Um, I, I, I was the ball boy there in Islanda. <laughs> Where did he retire? For yeah. 10 years. So you actually got to see him play. Yeah, and, and I was there for John Smith's first game. 
there in, in East London. Yeah. Tondorite Javangas, six tries. Six try. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, a great story there too. The vet Barry, all of them, and now now I'm good good friends with them. Crazy. Um, yeah, ten years uh, ball boy, and experiencing all those uh, Super Rugby sharks with hurricanes there in yeah. East London. Yes, 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 um, yes. Yeah, there's about two or three South African games that played there. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, just my just having my dad there was awesome and. Um, I'll, I'll never forget, like, just running down the touchline and, and giving him a cue of where to kick for touch. <laughs> I put up my hand and say, yeah, kick, yeah, dad. Yeah, and, yeah. And you'll kick, you'll kick for me. Yeah. Um, so, like, little things like that was, was, was pretty awesome. And, and you can see I've always had that rugby background and I just wanted to achieve the whole time. Yeah. Just just wanted to have that winning culture and feeling and, and just make people happy. How does one get to become a technical analyst in a professional game like you did? Well, what was your route mm. to... So to start off, uh, in, in, in South Africa, I think it's still growing. Uh, Speciality. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's not many of us here in South Africa, um, especially with, with working with specific software. Um, I mean, a, a lot of a lot of teams now use a software called Sports Code. Right. Um, which which is new for us in South Africa. Yeah. You know, where other teams have been using it for years. And they've got a good background of it and, and how it works and what features you could use. Yeah. So yeah. We, we're still in that learning process. And I, I've been using it for two years now only. Um, so it's also new for me. Yeah. Um, but thank goodness I've been, uh, I've got the hang of it. Well, I think <laughs> I do. Like, yeah, I think it I do. seems like you definitely do. <laughs> um, and, yeah. and, it, and it helped when, when Rossi and, and Jacques went to Munster and started working with that. Oh, okay. So they okay. came in yeah, and, 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 and like, just uh, um, try this out. Yeah, try this out and, and, and it worked. Uh, it gives us something something different. Um, but going back to South Africa as a whole, like we, we, not many of us have used that. There's not many um, uh, performance an- analysis or technical technical an- analysis. Um, but I, I studied I studied sport management at, in PE. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, there was there was no course for it or anything like that. So I was fortunate that I knew a couple of coaches there in P, such as David Meitzer and, and, and Alan Solomons, etc. Right, and I said, yeah. listen, can I, I, I want to do my hours yeah, here. Yeah, can, yeah. can I do something? Yeah, yeah, come help the analyst back then. Come, come, assist, come assist him in filming. Because that's where okay. it starts. So, so you just sit there with the camera and you record yeah. the footage. Film the training. Yeah. Uh, film the game itself. That, that's how you start analyzing. You've got to have footage of something. Yeah. That's where it starts. I, I, I t- I've told many people at schools and coaches and director of rugby at schools or clubs or wherever. Yeah. Have footage. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you get footage. N- nowadays, even on your phones, you get HD quality footage. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I mean, the that's the best way. is on your side now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's how you analyze. That's how you get better. That's how you, you, you get jobs. Yeah. That's, that's how you get noticed on YouTube. Yeah. yeah that's how yeah. it is. So, yeah, I, I hope one day um, there can be more analysts out there in South Africa by either making it a, a, a what, do you, what do you call it, um, at university, like making it a... Um, like a module. Yeah, a, a or, module or, or, or something or like that. A, a course, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I feel it has to, there has to be a course of, yeah, of some nature of some sort. for that. Um, 
I know in the past there was something small, which which I heard about, but I, I don't know if it's still available here in Joburg. Yeah, yeah. It could be something that applies to all sports. Fact, yes. You know, analysis can go beyond rugby and yes. you can do it for athletics. I mean, you, you, it's you're just analyzing what you performance. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be so like, you, you can have a broader background of just doing analysis. So and you, then you, you, you specialize do all the data yeah. work and, 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 and the work. Yeah. Or you can specialize in a in a in a sport. I, I think that that's the way that's the way to go. Yeah. And you can see it's growing. It is. The analysis yeah, department yeah. in each sport is growing now. These these last three years yeah. has been amazing. Our schools are now getting analysis yeah. uh, softwares and analysts and and filming crews to be out there and film these things and analyze. Yeah. And, uh, so it, it's growing at a rapid phenomenal uh, rate. Yeah. I mean, Johan van Kran was the, I think, under Heineken Mayer was the technical analyst. He's now head coach at Munster. Do you see yourself moving to the uh, head coach uh, role <laughs> at some point? Uh, head coach takes a lot of stress. How old are you right Jeez. now? Just about, it takes a lot <laughs> so, of so stress. I'm, I'm, I'm 31. 31, okay. So That's so friendly. You, you could say I'm fairly young still. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I've been again privileged to be in a situation where I am at, at this type of age. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, for me personally, I, I'm I'm more attack focused in my way of thinking right. and approach to a game. So I work very closely to a to a tech coach always. Yeah, yeah. And we've always become very close friends. Yeah. Uh, bizarre. Yeah. But it just shows how, how our thoughts are aligned. Yeah. Um, again, it doesn't mean that I'm always right or wrong, or, or, or you know. But at, at least I'm I'm either helping or ticking a box and knowing yeah. what we're covering. Um, so someone like Space the Brain that's now just left us and it's been part of our, our system for so two, you two years. Were or so like we, we were very close. Yeah. He taught me a lot, and I think I taught him, him a lot too. Yeah, you'll say. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, that's that's something maybe in the future that I, I could step into. And, that that kind of role. That type of role, kind of yeah. Role. yeah. Um, I know Jake White also started as a tech. Exactly. Like, and Eddie Jones. Like late, mid to late 90s. So for them, it would have been like, why do we even need yeah. <laughs> performance analysis? Yeah. They would have been probably the only ones doing it, you know? Yes. Um, but it kind of shows you the kind of uh, coaching brain you develop uh, with um, a technical analysis. Yeah, you, 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 you definitely just see the game differently. Yeah, you, yeah. You, 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 don't, you don't see a game as, like I've said previously, as a public uh, viewing uh, on a TV. Yeah. You often, people see the product yeah. out there where the cameras just focus on the ball, where I, I look at what's happening around the ball. Yeah. And, and then the outsides of how and why it got there. Yeah. Not just, oh, the ball's there. You know, it, it, what, it, what is the lead up to certain yes, it, particular moments? Very different. Yeah, I'm sure you can Very chat different. like the whole day about it. But I want you to tell me about what it means for your family to then now come back as a world champion, to have contributed in no small part to South Africa's third uh, World Cup title and also the good feeling that's around the country, you know. And uh, being from East London, you know, um, I'm also from East London, which is great. It feels like East London has won the Springboks the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's, you know, uh, very much a forgotten sometimes part of the world. What would it mean for the people of East London to uh, I, I, I have think this many world champions in the squad? I think for East London and, and maybe just Eastern Cape as a whole, yeah. it's great to put 
Eastern Cape and East London back on the map. Yeah, yeah. And to say that there are are world champions out there. And sometimes they are overlooked. Yeah. Because maybe it's a minor city, a minor province. Mm. Um, But there are definitely some special players and and maybe staff uh, um, um, out there. Um, So so for my family and, and my school in East London, uh, it may come uh, come as a shock. Uh, definitely not something that they used to, I guess. Um, but to, when you watch the 1995 and 2007, like you, you always dream and wish about those type of things and being involved and and think, uh, listen, how on earth would you get involved with that? Yeah, you know, seems like a pipe dream. It seems like yes, it's too far out of reach. Yeah, and now because you are part of it. Yeah. And now because you're part of it, the, 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 it comes at a bit of a shock and, and just and just amazement of, yeah. of, of what someone in that type of uh, area can do. Yeah. Um, so for my family with a rugby background, it's, it's, it's quite special. Um, and I always said that I want, I want people around me happy. Yeah, and if I could make my family happy by doing something like this, especially by making this Springbok squad uh, or staff, yeah, um, that was one achievement. And then to make the World Cup squad, and then to finally win the thing, um, I definitely think I made them proud. Yeah, yeah. And when I got the phone calls of them crying, it definitely puts a couple of tears in your eyes too. Yeah, and and also just the support from East London itself, uh, yeah. Selborne. Um, messaged me a lot and yeah, yeah, ex-peoples and yeah. uh, and just again friends from East London uh, yeah. they just got your back and, and they just backed you no matter what you did yeah. uh, and this was before the game even win or lose they said they're just proud of knowing me and that, uh, that, I'm, that I'm from there and, and putting them back on the map if you want to put it that way yeah yeah. so th- that was quite special yeah. Amazing, dude. You've definitely made us East London boys proud. You look on your arm in a way because he's from Zuelicha, closer to King Williamstown. Magazole mm. uh, Mapimpi, definitely. Cholong, I'm not yeah. far from East yeah. London. Man, feels good. I'll put in Zondila Stick in there as well. A guy I've known for, for, for a while now is from PE. Yes. And a few of the people, Sia Kualisi, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's been amazing that Eastern Cape has been. And the head coach is from Dispatch, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, like yeah. it's just crazy. Yeah, it's, it's and unbelievable. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad people are giving the recognition, recognition as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it's well deserved. Uh, I mean, the amount of effort that that the CIA has put in, uh, Rossi, Stistik, yeah. uh, Mapimpi, uh, Lucano, uh, yeah. the amount that because we've worked with them for two years now, as us coaching group yeah. now, uh, and the goal was to win the World Cup uh, and to working with them and to trying to make them make them better. Uh, see her having a presence as a leader, knowing that, that he's going to be the captain. Yeah. yeah. Having that presence, working with my people, with, with just with his English. Yeah. You know, and making him confident that, that he wants to talk at training, that he wants to talk in a meeting. Yeah. In the past, he didn't. He didn't. didn't. say a word. Yeah. Now he's happy to talk and make jokes with everyone. And, <laughs> and, you know, and again, that's what you want. That's a win for us. That, that, that's the battle that's won. Yeah. Um, and Lukanya just being the rock as he is. The rock uh, of, of the team—it's unreal. Yeah. And Rusty, just with his with his knowledge and, and the way he handles the players and, and the staff itself. Yeah, 
and I think it benefited him that he's played the game at a high level and been at many World Cups. Uh, I think as an assistant coach uh, or, or yeah. whatever he's been in I the think past. He was, he was also part of the technical team for Peter de Villiers in 2011. Yeah, they I think like a consultant type of base yeah, thing. Consulted, yeah, consulted with Jake White before Eddie yeah. Jones. So he would have been so involved he's been there, done in a then. few processes. And, and, yeah. and he definitely came up with a couple of stories that he that he told us and <laughs> and what he experienced and just I think that put us in a in a good step and and what to expect yeah, yeah. Um, so it, I think the country is all right to give the recognition to the Eastern Cape boys it's well deserved awesome thank you brother man cool bro really appreciate your time man uh, especially if you just come off That's it from me, Spoom Chigeliso, and you've been listening to the Sports Live podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Do also catch us on timeslive.co.za as well as Sowetan Live, Business Live. We are also on Iono FM, the Apple Podcast Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. It could be Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, Pocket Cast, wherever. To connect with us, please use the hashtag Sports Live. Share your comments with us at Times Live or at Sowetan Live on Twitter. A big thank you goes out to the multimedia live team led by Scott Peter Smith and producer Paige Muller, as well as the TSO Black Star Digital Sports Department, headed by Mninawa Mchana Njogo. Our sound and audio mixer is Innocent Manike. From us at the Sports Live podcast, it's goodbye for now. <laughs>